Welcome, 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 goddamn, goddamn, yada, yada. Let's just get right into it, okay? If the audio on this episode sounds a little crazy, it's because I'm standing up because I can't sit down. I'm going to try not to pace. I have a bad pacing problem. I'm going to try not to do that. So my friend Trey, who you guys know, he uh, does the opening and ending of each episode. He's who, who you hear at the beginning and end of each episode. Great musician, fantastic friend, alerted me to the fact that you could get tonight's episode of Real Housewives of New York City. It is June 29th, 2021. You could get it early if you bought it on Amazon Prime. And since I have a I have a lot of sleeping problems, I have a hard time staying up for these episodes, I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and watch it now. So I can go ahead and watch it, and then I don't feel pressure to stay up, and then I don't have to worry about it tomorrow. Because I've been kind of disappointed in this season, and it's felt kind of like a necessity. So I said, I'm going to go ahead and watch the episode. And so I'm coming right off that. I don't have any notes. I just need to be really, really raw with my thoughts. Because this was indeed, as Ebony would later refer to an interaction with Ramona, a shit show. This whole episode was a shit show. And I'm not going to keep going on tangents about Ebony and how she's doing the work. That's said and done. I saw her caption today on Instagram before I even watched the episode and knew. I knew she was doing what she had to do. So we opened the episode and we're getting ready for Ebony to take everybody to Harlem. And so she's kind of explaining, breaking down, you know, what her vision is for the night and, and her objectives and all of that. And then we get treated to a four or five, I guess four, slide spiel um, defensiveness of all of the women and why or why not, how or how not they've been, how not, (laughs) how they've been to Harlem. So we get that, which is something else. We get, I mean, of course, Ramona's delirious and Sonia, you know, whatever. She fucks a lot of guys in Harlem. I don't care. And then Luann, who is like, oh, well, you know, Jacques and I, we we lived down on the whatever lower upper, I don't know, west side. And Luann was like, she and Jacques used to go there dancing all the time. Oh, I'm just so familiar. Yes, we're all very familiar. They're going back and forth about what to wear. Who cares? So then we get into the car with Ramona, and I'm going to go ahead and claim it right now. Something about my internal bias and also the real genuine feelings that Ramona doesn't have any black friends um, made me think that actually Brashawn was Ebony's friend. And that was also my internalized bias. I assumed that the other black woman being brought on this show would only be, be would only have been brought by Ebony. That's a failure on my part. So she gets in the car with Ramona. Ramona's again, you know, oh, well, I've never been to Harlem because da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Okay, cool. So then we get into the building. Everybody, oh, my God, you look so great. Ebony's tits are out. Cool, cool, cool. They're all mingling. And then Ramona goes, I don't like this black and white thing. And it's awkward. I wasn't watching. I was playing Candy Crush and I had to look up at the screen because I assumed she was talking about, you know, I I just thought she was talking like maybe her outfit was black and white. It just didn't even occur to me 
that she would be talking about what she was talking about. And I looked up and she literally was talking about the segregation of the black and the white women. Okay. All right. I will I was like prepared to give that a pass. At least she was addressing color, right? She was addressing that there were people, two different colors of people in the room, and they were not mingled in between each other. And so she was acknowledging that. And quite frankly, I was ready to give that as a baby step in Ramona's favor. Don't worry, she'll ruin it later. Um, So then we keep going and then they sit down to dinner or whatever, fuck it. And here's what I thought I would be mad about for the whole episode. If only I knew. If only I knew. So I thought that my my whole problem with the episode was going to be Bershawn starts talking about how, you know, everybody, she doesn't like that it's this thing, quote unquote, where it's these upper class elite white women and then black women and she just wants everybody it's for everybody. Everybody should be on the same page. We're all people. And Ebony would refer to that as all lives matter type shit. And here's what I thought immediately. I was like, the problem that I'm having right now is that Bershawn is totally right. Like, because, not because I think that there are no racial disparities, but because I believe genuinely and fully that you should listen to all black voices. And I really believe that there becomes a problem when white women, especially these type, adopt one way of thinking that is most comfortable to them and then reject all other forms. So to me, I was like, here's the issue with Ramona right now. She's going to be cool with what Bershawn is saying, which is cool. Not cool with anything else that Ebony has to say, and that's a fucking issue right there. That is an issue. So so here I am. I'm like, okay, I need to draft some tweets. I don't even tweet. I don't even tweet. And I was like, I'm going to draft some tweets. I got like, I'm going to post these tomorrow. These are my raw thoughts. Whatever. Okay. So we get through the dinner. Ebony addresses how... How, how undermined she was feeling by that experience. And I was like, I hope that, uh, you know, Leah maybe. And I will never do this again. I have done it. I'm sorry. What are we, seven episodes in, six episodes in? And I have given Leah a lot of fucking credit when I didn't want to. And I'm here to tell you right now, I'm not doing it anymore. I was hoping that maybe Leah would say, Something to the extent of all black voices matter and you should listen to all of them. You can't just claim one that suits you and makes you feel comfortable and then shun off other black women because this is about uplifting black voices. Okay, that didn't happen, by the way. We did get treated, however. uh, I, I don't even know. I feel like I feel like time was both very slow and very fast as I watched this. Granted, I didn't have to deal with commercials because I bought the episode. So Leah then, at some, again, then I start playing Candy Crush. Not really invested because I needed a break. But then Leah says something to the extent of how she loves conversations with her black friends 
because they're, I think she said fascinating and she definitely said dynamic. And I don't know. I don't know. Did you, I just, I understand that she was putting on for camera. I understand that right now I'm putting on for a microphone, but like, did we like, (laughs) I just don't know if we, did we, did she have to, did she have to, did she have to say, I love conversations with my black friends. I've just never genuinely said that out loud. Not because it's untrue or because I don't value conversations that I have. It just doesn't feel like something I need to say. For reasons maybe I'm having a hard time identifying, I don't know. Okay, so we keep moving on through the episode. Guys, I'm genuinely, (laughs) I'm going to sit down. I've been standing up for a whopping 10 minutes. Sorry that you hear my, my chair and drink some water. Ew, oh my god, I'm so sorry if you heard that. All of my straws have like little lacerations in them. So hold on. Okay. All right. So then we're moving through. I'm trying to really remember. I guess then we get like the scene with Luann and her daughter. And Luann is very silent throughout this episode. Also a problem. I just want to be really clear. Silence is also violence. And maybe, and I think it was Leah who said, like, you know, white people are afraid of saying the wrong thing. And there's, like, validity to that. And I get that. I just really think that, you know, I'm just, I don't want to give anyone the benefit of the doubt. Because it's like every week I do that to somebody. Last week was Sonia. And then here she comes later, but we'll get there. Okay. So, yeah, there's this whole thing with Luann and her daughter and how her daughter's happy that Luann's in, like, a better place and, and whatnot, what have you, et cetera, et cetera. Um, all right. And so then we get to the part <laughs> where – and I, I legitimately just now had to go and, and just go to my TV and just see. But, no, all of these scenes are excruciatingly long, okay? There's literally only, like, five scenes in the whole episode, and they are long as shit, Leah then is, <laughs> this is the thing. How can you know that this is being filmed? How can you be cognizant of the fact that you have a, a camera in the house, a woman that you hire to come consult you about where your daughter is going to go to high school. Like that's a that that's not only a choice that she has, you are paying extra money for someone to tell you where your daughter should go to high school. The school's not paying for this woman. This isn't a program that eighth graders are forced into at the end of the year. This is this is you paying someone to come into your house and tell your <laughs> tell your daughter about high school. And then we have to sit through Leah <laughs> Leah informing us how it's just she just doesn't fuck you, Leah. I don't care, dude. Of course, everybody wants the best education for your children. But to like sit there and literally say out of your mouth, I just I went to school where all the girls pulled up in limousines and I just don't want my daughter to go to a school with elitist pricks. Fuck 
you, Leah. Let me tell you something. I don't care. I don't care. The thing is, she goes through all of this, and I'm thinking certainly there will be a moment of accountability. Like a true, I don't, maybe she did say something fly away. Again, that's giving me her, (laughs) that's me giving her the benefit of the doubt. I don't want to do it. Maybe she said, because I don't want anybody to come back at me and say, well, she said, I know that this isn't a choice that, no, what you need to say is that in this country, there are so many children whose parents aren't talking about a fucking personal high school consultant that aren't getting this like really intense. (sighs) Your kid already got the best, Leah. Shut the fuck up. I don't I don't want to get too like personal into what I do. I don't want to get too personal. But your kid already had the best opportunity. Your kid already has the best education. And you're on camera talking about how weird you feel about maybe your daughter won't get a diverse experience, but you're not taking accountability for what a privilege that is. That's the problem. Because believe you me, I understand there are, there are parents of all races, of especially upper classes that have these com- conversations. But you have a platform, Leah, You have a responsibility to say, as a white woman with a white daughter going in to with the opportunity to go to an elite white school, that alone is something that I need to be grateful for. I just think that the audacity of her to come on on fucking camera and say something like that without taking accountability for it. What is that supposed to be implied? Did they edit it out, Leah? Did you actually go on like a, a a tangent about how the how the education system is failing kids, failing black and brown children every fucking day? Do you know what the prison to fucking pipeline is? And you're sitting here with an education consultant worried that your daughter isn't going to get a diverse experience if she goes to fucking private school over public school. Go to hell. I don't care. Go to hell. That's the thing. That's the thing about Roni right now that's upsetting to me is that there's no accountability. Ebony is putting in a lot of fucking work. And none of these women are like having the moment, having the aha moment of like, oh, maybe, maybe we did favor Leah. Maybe we did give her a lot of grace, even though she was acting like a fucking maniac. We gave her more grace than we gave Ebony, who was composed because of our internal biases. Maybe it wasn't cool to infer that she was angry when she wasn't. I just... The thing is... And then we can say, we can say maybe it's Bravo, right? Maybe Bravo is editing this so specifically, but then, then what is the point of this show, guys? If it is really Bravo, because I've seen this, I've seen people saying, well, maybe they're editing out certain things and we're not getting the full picture of all of the conversations and yada, yada, fine. But then, then what is the point of the show? If we're just going to 
amplify white women voices because that's what's happening. That whole scene with Leah, goodbye. Trash that because there wasn't even... (laughs) There wasn't even anything productive to come out of that. I don't give a fuck where her daughter goes to high school. That's not that's not even a reality of like most middle class. I mean, I know that it is, but it's just like couldn't you have just said that you know, it's hard for you as a mother to accept. Couldn't we have just gotten that? It's hard to know that my baby girl's growing up and going to high school and she's making all these decisions. Because even if you made it like a whole, we, you know, she doesn't know what she wants to do with her life, where are we going to college type thing, like that would have been also privilege, but a lot, it just would have been, it would have, it would have just fed into the storyline, because I'm sure she does have those concerns, but no, no, we have to watch your fucking rich ass when you're over here just performing the shit out of alliance, I suppose, is the word I should use. Okay. So then the final scene is Ramona is hosting Ebony to come over and hang out. And Ebony wants to have a conversation about the election. And she, like, softballs it so... Like, could not have found an easier thing for her to say, except, isn't it great that we have a woman as the vice president? Well, no, to Ramona, it's not great because she doesn't like black people. She's letting you in her home because she's on camera. Ramona has the audacity to say when, the, when, the, when we start talking about it, because she's, she's like pissed off that Ebony even brought up the vice president, whatever. And then Ramona wants to go, can we talk about other things? You know what, Ramona? You're lucky that you're talking about anything because you are an actual menace to society. You are doing nothing for society. And you're on this show, again with a platform, and you have an opportunity not to be a huge asshole, but you can't help yourself. You just can't help yourself. Because no, no, you don't care. No, you don't care that it's a woman. It, not only because of your internalized misogyny, that's for sure, but also because you don't want a black woman. And she was like two seconds away from starting in on the, you know, Kamala is just like feeding into all of the, the, the bullshit, all of the bullshit, all of the bullshit that I've seen people of all ages and races post about this woman that they don't know. No, no recognition of the experience the black woman who's in your house right now has or relation that she has to Kamala as a woman. And and you don't respect her. And Ebony held herself with a lot of compassion. This is the most compassionate woman I've ever seen on television. Seriously. Seriously, compassionate, empathetic, incredibly, really, really skilled at de-escalation. Because all of the rest of these women are out of control, defensive, hysterical. I said it. Fuck it. These Luann, Ramona, Sonia, and Leah are hysterical. 
And Ebony is constantly having to level them out. And they're not hysterical based on the fact of being a woman, but based on the fact of being a white woman who has never had it challenged in their lives that maybe something might be more important than them, might be more big, just might be bigger than than their privilege and that they might have had a leg up. And they go so far up the fucking handle that they can't, they can't even be like these. We're not watching reasonable people on television. We're not even watching calculated people at this point. At least on fucking Beverly Hills, there's some calculation and some self awareness. No matter how delusional their like actual existence may be, Kyle. All I'm saying is that you are going to be hard pressed to find me doing anything but supporting Ebony for the rest of the show. I'm not, I'm not, I I had hopes for Brashawn. I'm afraid that her voice is going to be used against her in a really gross way. Not by Ebony, but by the rest of these women. And I don't want to see it. And I I really, I guess I'll watch because I support Ebony. And I, I don't want ratings to be shit because a bunch of white women are uncomfortable. I want for the ratings to be stable so that we can give Ebony her own show. Or put her, start her own franchise, goddammit. Because these women don't deserve her. Really, they don't. None of them. Sorry. I give Leah... The reason that I give her a lot of exceptions is because Ebony capes for her. But honestly, I don't have to like Leah, no matter who likes her. I don't care. I don't have to like her. I don't have to care about her. And at this point, I'm really fucking done. I'm done. I'm mad at Bravo. I'm mad at everybody. If you can't tell, I came on this mic hot. What's it been? 23, 24 minutes. And I'll probably edit out about two or three of my sighing. And my my long pauses. And so this will just be an episode of me ranting and raving about how deeply fucked up I think. I can't even listen to, I don't even think I can listen to the Watch What Crappens of this episode. And I love Watch What Crappens. And they give me levity when no one else can. And I really don't even think I can hear because it's just so severe the way that these women are acting. It's so severe, and it's such a severe mirror to what a lot of white people in America think is acceptable, and it's not. So, anyway, all right, well, thank you guys. I'm not going to promote my podcast. Listen, if you don't, that's okay. You can actually follow me at Emily Agogo. That's my personal account on IG. It's at Emily A-G-O-G-O. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Tell me what you